Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's the Little Cutie Podcast. It's not too long. Ah, oh, my boy. My boy, Mr. Burns. He got knocked out and started crying like a little baby. Daddy, daddy, I'm so sad. I got knocked out in the second round. Oh, my dreams. My dreams are gone. Oh, man. Oh, man, I felt bad. I felt bad for poor old Gilbert Burns, man. He just watched, he just, you know, he was doing so good in that first round, you know. I mean, you got to think about his whole life, this guy. He's been fighting. He's finally fighting for the championship, you know. All that work he's been doing the last 10 years is for this this, this one moment, you know. In the first round, he almost he almost knocks out Kamaro Juice, man, you know. So he's probably pumped up at the end of the first round. He's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that belt is within reach, man. I'm gonna, it's mine. My, my, my gold, my treasure, it's right there. I can almost, I can almost touch it. I can feel it, you know. Just like, like in Indiana Jones 3, when the, uh, the girl's hanging from the, uh, the cliff there. And she's, she's reaching for the grail. Indiana's holding on to her. She's like, she's like, I can almost reach it. I can almost reach it. And Indiana's like, Elsa, I can't hold you. And then her glove slips and she's like, ah, and she falls into the pit, you know. That's kind of like Gilbert Burns. That second round there, you know, I mean that that was some good coaching from uh, from uh, Juiceman's corner there, you know. They're just like, use your jab, dude. Yeah, you got the best jab in the world. And Kamaru Usman was like, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. And then man, he, he he knocked, yeah, he knocked Burns down twice with a jab, you know. I mean, how many times how many times have you ever seen that? You ever seen someone get knocked down with a jab? I don't I don't think I've ever seen that, you know. But uh, oh man, that was that was kind of sad for me, you know, because I put I put ten bucks, I had ten bucks on uh, a parlay between uh, Fat Boy Kelvin Gaslam, you know, and thankfully he won because he didn't eat too many of Mom's burritos, and uh, and uh, also with Gilbert Burns, so you know that was uh, ten bucks to win thirty six. I thought that was a, that was a decent bet, you know. And after that first round, I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, thirty bucks!" But uh, man, those jabs, those Camaro Juiceman jabs, man. The Juiceman jab. Uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed with uh, Usman. You know, his striking, his striking got a lot better. Um, you know, he looked. It was kind of clear in the Colby Covington fight that that uh, his striking wasn't that good, and he gets hit. You know, I mean, even in, in this fight with um, with Burns, he still gets hit. Like his defense isn't that good. He can still get hit. But luckily, it didn't knock him out. You know, I mean, Burns hit him with a pretty hard shot that knocked him down, but didn't knock him out. Uh, you know, and then after the, after the Masvidal fight, I don't know if you guys saw this, there was like this, uh, there was some video on YouTube showing him after the Masvidal fight, just thinking about how, like, his striking wasn't good enough, and he, and even though he didn't get hit that much by Masvidal, and he totally dominated him, he, he felt like he was, uh, he wasn't satisfied at all with his striking, and so he's sitting there talking with his coach, and his coach is like, you're the best in the world, Kamaro, and he's like, yeah, but my striking wasn't good, wasn't good enough, I gotta, I gotta keep practicing that, you know, so he just got that mentality, man, he's got that He's got that immigrant mentality, you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, who's left? Who's left for him to fight in that division? You know, he's, I think he said he wanted another another rematch with Masvidal because Masvidal keeps talking shit. You know, talk shit, get hit, bro. And I don't think Masvidal wants to fight him ever. You know, because Masvidal is like thirty eight years old and uh, camp or not, it was. It, I don't think he he doesn't have anything for Kamaro Juice, man. You know what I mean? He's got he's got no wrestling. And maybe their striking is on par now. That uh, that's probably that's probably all Usman's been practicing recently is the striking. You know, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a, a Colby rematch. I think I think the only fight for him is maybe a Colby Covington rematch. 
next. I mean, that's probably what should happen because that fight was that fight was pretty close. Uh, of course, some people are talking about Wonder Boy that Wonder Boy should fight him. I don't know. I mean, I love Wonder Boy, but maybe Wonder Boy's too old too. You know, Wonder Boy's like thirty eight, and uh, I love him too much. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want to see him get knocked out. I don't want to see him just get destroyed by Usman, which is probably I don't know. I don't know how that would play out. I think Usman would probably just wrestle him and uh, push him up against the push him up against against the fence there. You know, because Wonder Boy is just not as fast as he used to be. You know, maybe Wonder Boy five years ago would be a threat. But uh, I don't know, man. That division, that division. You know, maybe I think I think uh, what's his face, Fat Boy, Fat Boy Kevin Gaslam should lose some goddamn weight and go down to one seventy. That's what Joe Rogan was saying during his fight. Joe Rogan was like, Gaslam should really be at one seventy. You know, he but he's so much of a big fat fatty he keeps eating mommy's burritos so uh, that's why he's fighting at 185 it's like come on dude lose 15 pounds how hard can it be uh yeah anyway uh yeah another interesting fight i think the most interesting fight was like the prelims i don't know if you guys saw the prelims the uh the final the final bout of the prelims there rodolfo Vieira versus anthony hernandez this dude Vieira is fucking he's a he's what they call a brick shithouse jesus christ that guy's body he's He's so huge. And he was just dominating that first round for like the first four minutes. And then he just, he, he loses everything. He, he has no energy. All of his energy is gone in the last minute of the round. He's completely tired. He, he can't move at all. And then the second round, he just gets dominated. I've never seen such a, such a switch to being so, so dominant and then losing so badly because he couldn't even move. The guy couldn't even block. In the second round, he couldn't even put his hands up. I was like, "Wow, dude! Wow, dude! You should you should take some EPO." You know, they were saying. I think this guy he came over from a different uh, organization, and so maybe he was doing some EPO over there because he because he just had no cardio at all. It's like, "Whoa, dude! You start running, run, start running some marathons, man!" Yeah, and that uh, that dude Anthony Hanna just choked him out, choked him out, dude. But yeah, that was that was amazing. The guy couldn't even he couldn't even lift his arms up. He was so tired he couldn't lift his arms up. I think the only ever the only other time I've ever seen that happen is is uh is uh Shane Carwin versus uh versus Brock Lesnar. Shane Carwin just coming out of the first round just just beating the crap out of Brock Lesnar, but then he like he didn't have any energy. Like all of his I don't know, his his mitochondria just stopped producing, you know? His his muscles just filled with lactic acid, you know? It's like, oh you gotta you better do some EPO, like TJ Dillashaw. Right? You want to be a contender? You got you need more red blood cells, dude. Another fight I was impressed with was uh, Bilal Muhammad. Man, that guy, that guy's cardio is insane, dude. And uh, if you don't know Bilal Muhammad, his uh, his nickname is Remember the Name. So I hope you remember his name. It's Bilal Muhammad. And uh, if you can't tell by his name, he's he's Muslim. You know, <laughs> that guy's got the most Muslim name ever. You know, Bilal Muhammad. I don't think. It's like it's like if your name was like Joseph Christensen and you were you know you know what I mean, or uh, I don't know, I don't know. I can't think of some Jewish names. I don't know uh, what's a Jewish name. Micaiah, Micaiah Bilderberg. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's enough for the uh, fights there. You know, um, over here in Japan, I was watching some TV on the Saturday night there. Uh, yeah, the Saturday night movie. You know. It was Lethal Weapon 2. I don't know if you guys remember Lethal Weapon 2 came out in 1989, 30, 31 years ago, prime Mel Gibson, mullet Mel Gibson. And, uh, you know, I was watching that movie. It's, 
that movie is so fucking crazy. Just like how they portray police officers and like it's so far from reality. It's it's so it's like I mean imagine having these two police officers that just like just shoot everybody they come in contact with like like there's this one scene Mel Gibson's just like going to the to the drug house or whatever. And he just goes in there and starts beating the shit out of everybody. And he, I mean, he doesn't have any evidence or anything. And he has no probable cause of going to that house. I mean, how, you, what would happen to a police officer if, if they did that now, you know? They'd be fired immediately. But it's just, he's just like, he's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wild dog. You can't control me, you know? And then, like, he goes, in, he goes into the embassy, of the South Africa embassy, and fires a shot. He, he you know, shoots their, their fish tank or whatever. I mean, imagine if a police officer just just broke into an embassy, and and discharged his weapon. I mean, that would be that would be headline news, you know. That guy that guy would be that guy would be canceled on Twitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no way that could ever happen, you know. And the whole premise of that movie is crazy too, because it's just like it's like we got diplomatic immunity because we're from South Africa. We're we're diplomats. It's like yeah, except except they're building bombs and blowing people up and killing people. I don't think. I don't think you can just have diplomatic immunity and just go kill a bunch of people. I don't know. I think the uh, I think the government might intervene. You know, and the cops are just like, like their their lieutenants, just like oh, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. They're diplomats. They can kill whoever they want. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't know. That's kind of a weird premise for a movie, don't you think? You know? But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a funny movie there. You know, you know what's funny? Like like that that toilet scene. It's a pretty famous toilet scene. Danny Glover sitting on the toilet and there's a bomb. There's a bomb in his toilet, you know, and it blows up, and the toilet goes out the window, and the toilet's intact, completely intact. It's like, well, how, why is that? Why is that toilet completely intact? That doesn't make any sense. It's a porcelain. Shouldn't it have shattered? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, dude. And it's just like, and they don't even care. Like that, there's no mention of the bomb in his toilet ever again. You know, I mean, if you're a police officer and someone puts a a C4 bomb under your toilet, I mean, aren't they gonna? They're not gonna investigate that. I mean, do they think the they think the South African guys did it, and they're just like, oh yeah, nothing we could do. They put a bomb under your toilet, but they're diplomats. Oh well, we won't arrest them. You know, there's just like never any mention of again. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, someone put a bomb in my toilet. Oh well, no big deal. It's just another day. It's just another day in being the life of a cop. We got tough lives, you know. People trying to kill us all the time. I'm Danny Glover. Yeah, and then like you know. As the movie goes on, all their their cop buddies all also get blown up. It's like, hey, you're not gonna investigate that, dude. I mean, where are they getting the C four? That's what I want to know. Uh, anyway, another another interesting thing when I was watching that movie, you know, they had they had some commercials there, and uh, you know, every, every commercial in America is like for like McDonald's and Arby's. Just be like, dude, look at this Arby's sandwich. We got we got four we got four week old roast beef. It's made from the from the cow's butt, and it's stinking on our shelves, and we got nacho cheese, and you can get 17 of these burgers for $4. Come to Arby's, get fat, you know? Or the next one's like chips, you know? I mean, how many how many Arby's and chips commercials do you see every time, you know? But uh, over here in Japan, pretty much every single commercial was like for a vitamin. Or like, it's like, oh, are you fat? Take this vitamin. Oh, you, you're, you don't have enough hair? Take this vitamin. Oh, you don't have any energy? Take this vitamin. Everything was like vitamins, 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 you know? I don't know what that says about your society, but it might be the reason why Americans are so goddamn fat and Japanese people aren't, you know? You gotta look at the commercials, you know? 
Great Ad- the great Adam Carolla always says the uh, commercials are sort of a uh, a glimpse into society, you know. And I uh, I kind of I kind of believe that, you know, because now over here in Japan, all all these commercials are for like health drinks. They're all they're all like stay healthy, be healthy. Corona's gonna kill you. You better be healthy, you know. But America's like Corona's gonna kill you. You better get fat. You better enjoy your life while you can before you die. Eat seventeen of these Arby's chicken sandwiches. You're gonna die anyway. You might as well die happy with some goddamn roast beef and nacho cheese in your mouth. Am I right? You know, anyway, thanks for listening. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow.